excited for this episode though. Me too. It's actually something I've been thinking about a little bit, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, well, welcome to episode 10 of the Lonely Cast. Welcome, welcome. Woo! We've made it 10 episodes in. It's very exciting. Double digits. Um, Pretty excited. Double digits, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, today we're going to be talking a bit about identity and um, how, like, for me, I, I also mentioned this to Brittany when we were planning the episode, but I was saying that we should also talk about, like, what happens when people don't like you. And, like, I think for me, there's a connection between identity and ego. And I think a lot of the time, if people don't like us or accept us for who we are and what we identify as or the core values of who we are as people, let's say, um, it can be a shot to the ego and yeah. how at least for me, and I know that this isn't a universal truth for everybody. I think it's probably just some of my mental stuff. <laughs> but um, oftentimes it can cause me to reevaluate my identity and try and like fix things that aren't necessarily broken to try and make sure that I'm like still trying to fit into a collective in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are just my kind of like initial thoughts on it. Like obviously I have more, but what about you, Brittany? Um, I think I'm similar in that. I think that's pretty common. Um, like, especially if you have worked really hard to, like, be, like, truly yourself. And then someone not liking it, you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> Why did I do this? Because, mm-hmm. um, like, if you're kind of putting on a show or, like, trying to appease people and someone doesn't like you, it's like, well, I'm already not really being myself. So mm-hmm. who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been thinking a lot lately about how different I am at home and how different I am. Okay. Like out in the world (laughs) socializing? Suck it back in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How different I am between being home and being like out socializing. Um, it's like two very different personalities and even like me just sitting talking to you here is mm-hmm. like I'm way more shy I like don't jump into conversations in person and uh I'm trying to trying to kind of connect those two uh personalities I have mm-hmm. and just become the ultimate Brittany yeah the ultimate Brittany <laughs> this is the goal um no but I I've been thinking a lot about um how much I cared about people not liking me and like you know I don't think that's ever gonna go away like to some extent I still am kind of concerned with what people think of me but um I just remind myself that like not everyone's my cup of tea so I'm not everyone's cup of tea I could have worded that better but um (laughs) just like there's people I don't like so it's not crazy that there's people that don't like me you know (laughs) i'm not for everyone yeah so that's my initial thought (laughs) yeah (laughs) um no i definitely agree and like that's something that like i've consciously trying to work work i've consciously been trying to work harder at over the past like three years i feel like (laughs) this is just again the way that my mind works i like set up like goals for myself each year this isn't an individual thing. I need to stop trying to give myself an individuality complex. But 
Uh, I'm like, yeah, I set goals at the beginning of every year, and it's so special and unique to me. No one else does it. I think maybe everybody should try it sometime. No, but you're talking about your experience. It works. Yeah. Um, But the big theme has been kind of like caring less what people think of me and um, just kind of doing my own thing and not being so caught up on um, the opinions of others. Or um, a big thing for me is, like, masking when I get into social situations. And, like, instead of, you know, I'm not someone who enjoys, like, niceties, like, daily niceties. Or um, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just, like, I am very anxious about, like, engaging in it. So, like, when it comes to, like, small talk or, like just like casually striking up a conversation with a coworker that I don't normally talk to like that to me is like very uncomfortable and so instead of putting myself out there or like even um like trying to make new connections when I have someone that I'm close to standing next to me I shut down completely and I go the opposite direction and yeah. it's like I'm no longer um myself around other people and I would rather just like kind of like not really talk like just kind of exchange like the necessary communication to get through the day um and then like you know occasionally crack the joke so that like people are like oh they're really funny they seem like a cool person (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no it's not it's not healthy and so my thoughts over the past year specifically has been okay well when I'm not in those forced social situations whether it be work or going out to a thing with friends or something like that who am I because I don't think that who I am is truly reflected in those situations um and part of that is identity and I think that like it's it's important to mention um the distinction between like a collective identity and an, and an individual identity. Cause I think what we're mostly going to be talking about today is individual identity mm-hmm. um, and how we form it and build it. I used to think that the people that surrounded me, whether it be my friends or my family or my coworkers or like all external sources of like socialization made me who I was and gave me value as a human being. And my identity was wrapped up a lot in that. That as I've started to kind of remove myself from that thinking of, well, the people around me are a reflection of who I am as a person, which to a certain extent is still true, but like it's not everything. My identity now lies in my own core values and um, like how I spend my time and stuff like that and like what I believe to be true in the world, I think. Um, And like how... My external world needs to shift to fit my individual identity to a certain extent. So whether that be like the job that I hold or the people that are close to me, um, instead of trying to fit my own self into the external world, my external world can be built around my individual identity. And I mean, that's coming from a place as well of I've had the privilege to be able to do that um and growing up in a capitalistic individual mindset um from like a family who was like pretty like low to middle class and stuff I've been able to have these opportunities to like 
go out and discover the world for myself and, you know, find out those pieces of myself as an individual. So there's a lot of privilege in me being able to say that, but, um, it's definitely, it's been a journey. And I think that like, it's starting to come full circle back to, okay, if I'm going to change, if I'm going to like figure out who I am at my core and what I value and like my individual identity and like what's important to me in the long run, now I have to start building my external world and whether like I'm starting to value those who are close to me and hold not the same identity, but like hold the same values close to them. And I want to have those people around in my life. It's not necessarily about me going out and experiencing the world anymore. It's more so like, I want to hold on to those people who are closest with me and build community in that sense as well. That was a whole fucking mouthful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> that's basically what I've been thinking about over the I past I love when like, Abby monologues <laughs> because I'm like taking it all in, but I'm also like the words that are going to come out of my mouth next are going to sound so simple <laughs> in comparison. <laughs> no. No. Um, what does identity mean to you? I don't really have an answer because I'm still figuring out what identity means to me and what my identity mm-hmm. is. I, mm-hmm. um, like pre COVID, I spent a lot of time with myself trying to like learn more about myself. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm still like confused about who I am as a person. Like I have, mm-hmm. um, very strong core values that have always been consistent and, um, ideas and thoughts that uh will never change but I still don't know who I am or who I want to be yeah so that's my two cents (laughs) Christ um I don't know I I'm really wrapped up in like uh, trying to figure out how to separate like people perceiving me and just like my identity and who I am and how like Mm -hmm. those don't have to be connected, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Because right now I think that I'm caught up in um, being the best version of myself, but not for myself. Like I want other people to Mm -hmm. see me as like well put together and Mm -hmm. um confident and yeah yeah I don't know if any of what I just said made sense but (laughs) no that 100% makes sense I think that like yeah we often it's important to remind ourselves that like when we choose to do things the most important person that we're doing it for should be us Mm -hmm. But, like, it's difficult because especially especially because I think of the social expectations put on us by media. I mean, I, I, like, I don't want this to turn into, like, a social media is evil, blah, blah, blah. But, like, our lives are so visible to the world, basically. Anybody has access to us, to our energy, to our what we're putting out into the world. Like, 
and of course we can make conscious choices to kind of like shut ourselves out in a way um but i think that like constantly consuming media that you know shows off how other people are doing whether that be like health wise or like travel wise or job wise or whatever it gets us into a competitive mindset that like we only have value if we're able to prove to people that we're doing well Mm -hmm. and if we can't prove it and if we can't you know say like oh like you know, I got this new promotion and I am doing so great. Like, despite the fact that we're all going through global trauma right now and dealing with like a whole bunch of like hard emotions and stuff. Once we get wrapped up enough in like that culture and that idea of, you know, identity and like a social media context, when people don't like us and when people don't, you know, get us or want to understand us or give us their attention it's a huge shot to the ego because it still is so like built up in what other people perceive. And I don't think that it's necessarily like something that like can be deconstructed in a day or like should be deconstructed entirely because I think it's important that we're still like not harming anybody, you know, like it does matter the impact that we have on people. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it definitely like it makes it tough to sort out, okay, what's real, what's for myself and like what have I been doing that's for other people for like so long. Um and it can become a huge part of our identity and like I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. I just think that it's something that in the long run can cause us to be hurt more than necessary, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I think I'm so shy and, like, don't really speak up in social situations because I have been, like, conditioned to. Like, it's, like, Mm -hmm. I... Partially because I'm nervous about what I'm going to say and if it's going to come across, like, (laughs) the whole podcast. (laughs) Every time I go to say something, I'm, like, apologizing. Yeah, but, like, it's partially because I'm nervous about saying the wrong thing or not wording what I want to say right. And Mm -hmm. um, just also because, like, growing up and, like, with the media and stuff, I feel like I always thought that women were supposed to be, like, quiet and cute and dainty. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of, like, what people want you know Mm -hmm. so I think that's another reason why I'm quiet and that's another reason Mm -hmm. that I get so concerned with what I say in the podcast and the way that I come across um Mm -hmm. our one outside episode I think that I was just being myself (laughs) (laughs) um obviously like a little nervous of course but Mm -hmm. I texted Abby and I was like I don't like the way I sounded in that and it was because I was like swearing and cracking jokes and just not being cute and dainty you, you weren't know? being woman like you yeah. weren't being lady like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and that's like yeah. something that like if someone said oh you're like trying to I'm like no like fuck that I don't I'm a feminist women can be whatever they want to be that's bullshit but like in the back of my head I think that's 
also affecting my identity. Like I want to be perceived as like cute and quiet and dainty, but I'm not, I'm really obnoxious and loud and that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And like, I think I just burped into the mic. <laughs> I love that. Um, it's a little treat. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, yeah, fuck being ladylike. <laughs> but I like, really, me... I think, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I was just gonna make another joke. <laughs> That's something that like you don't think about, but is like in the back of your head. Because mm-hmm. as much as I second guess myself and get nervous, like. There are times where I'm just like, oh, I shouldn't make that joke because it's like, mm. it's a little too raunchy or whatever. Yeah. And that's just yeah. stemmed from wanting to be a, a lady. Mm-hmm. Just want to mm-hmm. be a lady. <laughs> it definitely is like, it definitely is difficult, especially, and I think this is a huge thing that because we've grown up in like a patriarchal society and a capitalistic society, the idea of identity, if not looked at closely and carefully, can be kind of a scam because a lot of people will form their identity around these like society norms and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, it's definitely okay to be a hard worker And it's okay to, you know, like your job or be good at your job or, like, want to, you know, as a staunch anti-staunch, staunch, 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 (laughs) as a staunch anti-capitalist. Well, not really. Um, I have values that are misaligned with my external world, which I'm working on. But um, I think that, like, a lot of the time our identities are wrapped up in the conditionings of like a capitalistic and patriarchal society and that it's like um oh, my my identity lays in lies in the job that i have and how well i'm doing at the job and how much money i'm making or um how beautiful i am like let's say for like a woman or femme person who is subscribing and forming their identity and their you know look like that around the male gaze this is where like there's this debate where it's like well is there something wrong with that and then you kind of have to go like at it on an individual basis where it's like well why is your identity wrapped up in the male gaze or in capitalism like what like does it actually inherently bring you joy or is it something that you've told is that you've been told is important and should be honored and recognized in who you are as a person. And so you're making choices based on that. And I think from what I've seen on TikTok, but God bless the algorithm because it tailors things for me. So I see a lot of it all the time. But it seems like there kind of is this collective reckoning of coming to terms with like, well, who am I outside of these things, outside of the patriarchy, outside of a capitalistic society? Because, I, I, I mean, every generation thinks the world is going to end and stuff like that. But we, it does feel like we kind of are coming to a reckoning now at this point. And I think that there's this kind of global exha- exhaustion that's going on. 
maybe more particularly aimed at like western societies and stuff like that um where it's like wait this is not something that is gonna last you know this is not something that is forever um what will i have outside of this once like it's all gone and even that's like something as simple as like oh my identity is really wrapped up in being like super feminine and like beautiful and like attract the attention of men or from you know like for whatever reason it's like okay so that's fleeting like of course like you want to take care of yourself and like you want to be you want to present yourself in the best way possible but like why like what are you gaining from that um aside from attention or acceptance from a patriarchal society (laughs) (laughs) this is perfect i just i'm just gonna let abby go off and i'm just gonna nod (laughs) this is what i want the podcast to be um yeah no that's again great point um (laughs) uh yeah i have to ask myself all the time it's like am i doing this because i want to do it or because it's something i care about or is it because this is just what i feel like i have to do Mm. um and yeah i have to remind myself when i get like wrapped up in the way that I look and um that like it doesn't fucking matter like obviously Mm -hmm. you want to look good it like gives you some serotonin uh Mm -hmm. but like yeah nothing fucking matters (laughs) yeah and at the end of the day it's like we're trying so hard to appease all these things and like appease all these different people and we're not doing anything for ourselves at the end of the day, it's just you. It's just you and your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing that's, like, a for sure. Mm-hmm. The people and the things and um, just the world. The world is fucking... <laughs> you see the ocean's on fire? <laughs> the ocean's on fire. Fucking BC has um, pyrocumul- cu- pyrocumulonimbus clouds over it right now Mm -hmm. because of all the fires and those clouds spit out fucking lightning that makes more fire that i saw that and i was like the world is ending it's gotta be everything (laughs) this is it this is this is the end it's fucking done (laughs) that's the thing it's uh, like it's Either it's going to get dark, but (laughs) we could die at any point. There was a woman who was killed by a can of whipped cream that exploded. Okay? Like, you're never safe. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I'm not laughing at that. I I have a point. (laughs) Um, But either you're going to die or the world's going to fucking end. And... Do you really want to go out being, like, missing opportunities and just being so miserable because you care about what people think? I don't know. I just, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, once a day I have to remind myself, I'm like, I could just get hit by a fucking truck today. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I'm like <laughs> so concerned with like presenting myself in a certain way. It's like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And it's always for people that like I wouldn't hang out with anyways. Exactly. Or, like I don't really care about their opinion. Like I yeah. remember when we started this, um, for a good while after high school, there were still people from high school that like I for some reason cared about their opinions. And I have no interest in hanging out with them or talking to them because <laughs> we're so very different. But yeah. like, when we posted our first episode and stuff, I was like, oh, what, what are they going to think? And it's like, who fucking mm-hmm. cares? Literally. Yeah. I'm like, I'm searching for acceptance in people that I don't even care about. And I don't mm-hmm. like myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I 100% agree. Um, especially with the whole podcast thing. Like, I I think I've relatively been okay with, you know, putting stuff out there, especially, like, since kind of moving away. I feel like moving away gave me the space to be able to do things and try things without, like, having those people's opinions in my mind be so magnified to, like, oh, I'm going to run into the street, into them on the street one day. Yeah, like, what I'm if they still, say something to me about it? Still dealing with that. Yeah, so there's, like, (laughs) that that was one thing that, like, really um, helped me in a way. Um, But even then, like, it's just, I mean, this is going to get a little bit personal. And I do know that some of my coworkers, like, listen to this. So I'm going to be as respectful as possible. Um, But I definitely work in a place where your image, your look, your style – the way that you act, what you like, what your interests are, what you do outside of work, your status, um, your clout per se, um, all of that really matters um, mm-hmm. in how not everybody there would treat you, like because that's definitely not the case for everybody, but for a large portion of the people that I work with, I think that there is like some truth to that where it's like that is very important and um, – we there's like kind of a a culture around that also just the fact that we work in e-commerce it's a very like it's capitalist to its core um and it's a corporate environment as well (laughs) it's just um but my biggest thing is I was like oh what are my coworkers gonna think and I had to stop myself I was like with all due respect peace and love but fuck that (laughs) like fuck that opinion like I genuinely (laughs) I I genuinely like if they have something negative to say about it, then, you know, whatever. If anybody has something negative to say about it, it's kind of like, all right, like, why? Like, what are your reasons? Is it just because, like, I'm doing something that's different? But then I've come to realize that, A, not a whole lot of people care as much as I thought they would. Yeah. Um, and B, the ones that do care are the ones that are actually actively listening to the podcast and telling me how much they enjoy it. Which yeah. just makes like some sometimes like, I'll just have a coworker that comes up and is like, Oh, I started listening to your podcast. Like I really like it. Like it's so funny. I relate to it so much. And like <laughs> my first reaction is always just like, Huh? Well it's like when <laughs> like, someone like last mentions a post thing. that you made in person, you're just like, Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll get comments that'll just be like, I really like your Instagram stories. The memes that you share are so funny. Or, like, I really like when you just, like, talk on your Instagram stories. Like, it's so funny. And I'm like, (laughs) it's not just a void I'm throwing stuff out into. Yeah. But. That's the thing, um, though. It's like, I, like, 
going back to your ego, it's like people don't care. Like people aren't mm-hmm. sitting talking about us. <laughs> Like, they might see it and be like, oh, that's not for me. (laughs) And that's the extent. But we're like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're, like, making, like, a a list about, like, everything they didn't like. Yeah. Discussing it in the conference room. (laughs) I definitely, like, um, I think from experience with certain people, like, there have been times in my life where there have been groups of people that love to talk their shit about me. But it's never for actual valid reasons outside of them either being, being jealous a little bit like well <laughs> i i wouldn't go so far as to say jealous because i still can't wrap my brain around that thought i think that i my my self-image is so shitty that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that like i couldn't comprehend the idea of someone actually being jealous of me um and that's why it bothers me when people use that word so much yeah because <laughs> i'm like that's fake that's not real um but I think that there's a certain aspect of being threatened by someone who is secure in themselves where it's like not necessarily like, I don't know, maybe it is jealousy. I don't know. But some people get threatened by that or like, um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's the, th- um, the thing that I have to remind myself is that like, if someone's making fun of something that you're doing it means they're too scared to try it themselves so i like feel more bad for them because it's like Mm -hmm. the type of people that will talk shit and make fun of you are too scared to try certain things on their own and they're not living their life the way that they want to because they're so wrapped up in like embarrassment and like what other people will think Mm um yeah (laughs) yeah which i mean like that's props to us for being able to deconstruct that a little bit in in our own lives and being like at least taking a step forward and being like I'm gonna just talk and put shit out there and see if people like it that's like you know points for us on being able to kind of get out of our own heads because I know that both you and I are really bad for that where it's like what are people gonna think like their opinion really matters to me and if they don't like me or they don't like it then it's gonna like probably shake up my world yeah um sorry to cut you off my, oh. my mom is texting me right now and she's like i tried calling you and it didn't go through i was like just i'll call you in a little bit just wait and she was just like there's something wrong with your phone i'm like there's nothing wrong with my phone i'm just <laughs> doing something <laughs> she's like there's no reason that you can't answer the phone right now. There's obviously something wrong with your phone. (laughs) Anyways. uh, But yeah, like I still struggle with it because, and I think you're the same. I have days where I'm just like, I don't want to be on social media at all. I don't Mm -hmm. want anyone to look at me. (laughs) I, so like knowing that there's like full hour videos on YouTube of us. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, (laughs) stresses me out (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you like my shutter (laughs) yeah it was good (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm just kind of getting to the point where uh like i we postponed filming because i was having a bad mental health week and Mm -hmm. most of the time it's just me being wrapped up in like i'm not doing enough i'm not being who i should be uh, other people don't like me, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's all just like, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just reminding myself that it. I can sit and be sad and complain about uh, not being like doing what I want to do or being who I want to be, or I could just start trying. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. I think like the biggest issue that I have is um, just feeling like I haven't accomplished much Mm -hmm. and, you know, not excluding the podcast, of course, (laughs) Um, but just like there's a lot of stuff that I want to try or do and I just don't because I'm scared Mm -hmm. and uh, trying to get past that. Yeah. By reminding myself that I could die any moment. That's my go-to advice. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) I definitely think, though, that there is something to be said that, like, we can't force ourselves to do anything that we're either, like, mentally not ready to do or anything like that. Um, And it's finding the things that excite us and, like, kind of spark us that is important because there is this whole culture around, like, productivity. And if we're not being productive and we're not, like, trying a bunch of things all the time, then, like, what's our worth? And, like, the monetization of, like, like how monetizable our skills are. Like, Mm -hmm. because there's this idea that, like, oh if I'm going to, like, try this thing, then I want to get, like, good enough to it. Like, maybe this is something I can turn into a career or, like, I can sell. Like, yeah. And that's where, like, I started to realize that, like, part of who I am as a person is I no longer value being able to, like, sell myself to people, whether that be through, like, an actual job, selling my labor or selling, like, products of, like, what I do do like because there's always been something that like I've never been super inspired to like go and like let's say make photography like a career like it's always been an idea where like oh it'd be so cool to be able to like work in editorial photography and like you know shoot portraits and um do like fashion magazines and stuff like that yeah but there's something holding me back and it isn't necessarily like oh I'm scared people aren't gonna like my work it's more of a, I don't want to lose my passion and excitement for this thing that I really love because mm-hmm. I have to turn it into a means of survival for myself and sell it and market it to people um, in order to, like, make my existence valid in the eyes of yeah. society, you know? Which is all well, kind it's of- hard because it's, like... Sorry. No, that's okay. It's okay. Um, But I was just going to say, like, it's just, like, it's not. No, no, I don't know. That was the end of my thought, pretty much, but, yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, like, it's hard because, like, hobbies cost money, (laughs) whether it be materials or just, like, wanting to take classes or Mm -hmm. whatnot. And it's, like, just the way that we've been conditioned is, like, if this isn't going to make me money, then this isn't worth it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I spending money on something that I'm not going to make money from? Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the other end, it's like, if you are really into something and you have a lot of fun doing something and then it becomes your full-time job, it, you lose um, a lot of the joy that you used to have for it. Mm-hmm. So, 
it's a shitty, shitty cycle. <laughs> Definitely. And that's where, like, I think the only, the only saving point for me in, like, pursuing certain hobbies is, like, of course, like, I've always had a job, like, since I was, like, 14, 15. Um, and I've used that to be able to spend money on my hobbies. But the biggest thing has been being able to, like, reach out to my collective or to my friends and, like, be able to share resources in a way. Like, mm-hmm. um, like all of the editing programs. Like, my Adobe Adobe Suite, the only reason why I have it is because my friend Taya, um, who also has a podcast, has Adobe Suite and is sharing it with me and then our friends Gwen and Maya, who also have a podcast. And so it's the reason why we're able to all edit our podcasts and do graphics yeah. for things and, like... It's the sharing of resources and like the like the the elevating of like our friends and like the encouragement to like do things and being like oh hey I have this you can totally borrow it sometime or like um, yeah. I can come help you out with this and we can like work on this project together that's been like the most fulfilling and exciting part of pursuing hobbies for me because it takes the pressure off of oh like I have to pay like fucking like what is it like ninety dollars. Like, no, it's, like, so much money to get Adobe Suite. (laughs) Like, it makes no sense. Um, Or, like, even if someone has, like, old pieces of tech that, like, they're looking to get rid of, like, they'll be able to, like, sell it to you for, like, a lower price just for being your friend. And I think, like, as a collective of, like, the creative collective needs to get better at, A, sharing resources, um, and B, um mentioning like your friends names in rooms or like on projects and stuff like that um because you want to see them be able to like be creative and like do really exciting fun things as well um and i think that's like even just sharing like letting other people know about what your friend is working on goes so yeah so far exactly um shout out to matthew yes king Yes. My friend Matthew shares like all of our stuff every mm-hmm. time. He constantly lets me know how mm-hmm. much he enjoyed each episode and um it, it means a lot because yeah. like we're still starting out, like we're still pretty small, but like just hearing even from like a couple people that they're really liking what we're putting out makes mm-hmm. it like that much worth it. Mm-hmm. Much more worth it. Sorry. <laughs> no, I 100% agree. And uh, Breaking the Cycle podcast as well. Yes. They've been so sweet and lovely. So sweet. Um, and like both Matthew and Breaking the Cycle have been really like motivating factors in continuing doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it has been for me. It's like since I started kind of creating stuff and putting out it out there. Like the goal necessarily, I don't think the goal ever was to like make money or be monetized. It's to build community. Yeah. Um, and it's to be able to like reach out to people and like create a place that like everybody can come and like share their experiences and like feel like they're not alone in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. And like, I think like bringing it back to the topic of identity I've discovered that that is such a huge part of my identity um especially kind of stepping back from this individualistic mindset of like oh I need to do all these crazy things and I need to see the world and I need to like you know figure out like what I want to do for the rest of my life and all of this stuff I'd rather 
I'd rather just like build a community based around the same kind of core values and stuff like that. Not in a culty way, like, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this like, is a cult. Honestly. <laughs> God damn it, Abby. She let it slip. Fuck. <laughs> Sometimes I think about like what my ultimate goal is in my life. It's like, I just want to help people and like build a collective and like share community and like all this stuff. Oh, <laughs> and I. I'm like, wait, do I, am I trying to like start like a commune, like a cult? Like what's happening? Like, am I okay? But um, I think that there's just like so much damage that has been done by our individualistic, capitalistic society and making us all feel like we're alone and that we need to like fight to get to the top of society and like climb the corporate ladders and be in a social hierarchy and like succeed um that it leaves us all feeling extremely isolated um yeah and so i think yeah one of my core values and part of who i am now is like building that community um even if it's through the internet but like i don't know i've been dealing with a lot of thoughts recently about like my move and like what i want to do next um because there's just a lot of things that i've been valuing in my life that have ultimately been unfulfilling and have made me realize that what I'm doing isn't necessarily me. Like, it's not a reflection of who I am. Um, And so I've been, like, toying around with ideas. Like, where do I want to move next? Like, do I want to move back home and, like, just kind of focus on, like, building closer relationships with my family and stuff like that? Um, but do I want to buy a plot of land and start a cult? It's like, you like know, yeah, you know what? Like, <laughs> exactly. Just save up all my money and I don't know, like start the lonely cast, the lonely cast commune. Um, no, but I don't know. There's just like, there's definitely in the past year in what I've been focusing on and with the kind of trauma, collective trauma that we've all been going through and this kind of, um, breaking down of society as we know it um and the impending doom of mother nature um that makes me want to become close with people and not just everybody but like people that people that are aligned with who i am as a person in one specific way or another especially like Because if I think about, like, my family and even some of my friends, like, we don't necessarily have all the same values that are aligned perfectly. And we'll have um, debates about certain things or disagreements about certain things. But, like, what always links us is that we're able to engage in those discussions and still love each other at the end of the day and still accept each other and, you know, benefit from those conversations because it, you know it helps us both learn and it broadens our horizons for what we could know and what we could be learning. And I don't know, in the past year, I've just met a lot of people that aren't that way. And it's just kind of made me realize that like, I need to start building my world kind of around what my core values are instead of trying to fit myself into places where, um, that ultimately eat away at me and my soul. So, <laughs> well put, Abby. She's the brains of this operation. <laughs> no, 
I just literally, <laughs> you know how? Oh my god! Can I bring something up? Yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> if you know me, I've brought this up to you already, but I just had this discovery the other day. Have you heard of aphantasia? No. Okay. So close your eyes and picture a blue cube. Okay. Do you see it? Yes. Oh, your mic cut out, so I don't know if you saw it. Oh, yes, I saw it. <laughs> okay, there's a nod. Um, now try spinning it. Okay. Are you, like, seeing the blue cube? Yes. Okay, so I can't. I don't visualize anything. And I just discovered that other people do. <laughs> so that's why my memory is so fucking bad. And oh I'm my a God. big dummy. Um, no, that's not the only reason, but so <laughs> majority of people like think about yoga. They're like visualize the tree. Mm. I don't know what they say in yoga, <laughs> um, but like majority of people can see it. And mm. like for most people, it's like you can kind of see a picture, but there's some people who can like vividly like imagine things like my friend Angel. He's like, I can like look at a machine and like take it apart in my head and put it back together yeah um then there's also like two or three percent of us that it's black we don't see anything like we just think we can like think really hard (laughs) about something and like know what it looks like but we're not seeing it yeah um so yeah i'm pretty bummed about that i'm so sorry it uh, well here's I don't think it's two to three percent because I brought it up to my friend the other day and she was like, oh, my God, I have that, too, because she's like, I thought that's just how people think when they say visualize. They're not actually seeing it. Right. Yeah. Um, but they are. Most people are. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> Mal was trying to convince me that I don't have it. He's like, are you really sure? And like we were doing like the tests and stuff. Yeah. And um, then he just like looks over me. He's like, this is why you're so bad at drawing. Hey. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> it is. Because I can't see, I don't see anything. Yeah. And it, it's it's just, like, affects, like, like, there's a lot of really creative people that have it and are succeeding in it, but it makes that a little hard mm-hmm. um, to be creative because I can't see, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then my third eye is closed. My third eye um, <laughs> uh but yeah i don't know wow that bummed me out this week but i'm also just like now i want to take more pictures of things because my memory is not as good yeah um like i I remember like certain really specific memories but Mm -hmm. like uh i can't vividly remember uh like trips i went on or conversations and stuff so yeah well, because I have a bad memory, but the things that I do remember, I definitely have, like, very strong visual pictures. And I, I think that it's helped me, like, when I was really into writing and stuff like that. And I, I yeah. still am into writing. I need to get back into it. But, like, with world building and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's been able to, like, help me picture things and then, like, describe them very vividly. Um, yeah. I think I would be better at writing if I was able to. Like, I like I mm-hmm. when I read a book, I can still, like, think about what I'm reading. Yeah. Like, what I think the room would look like and stuff. But yeah. I'm not, like, seeing, like, a vivid picture. So. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 
It's not a disability, so. No, <laughs> no but that's, I like, extremely loved. interesting. Um, and I don't yeah. think, like, especially if you have had this all your life or, like, you've been like that all your life, like, obviously it would be, like, if you were born blind for your entire life. Yeah, like, I'm just, like, that's how people think. Like, exactly. That's just how like, brains work. Exactly. So it's not like you're really going to know anything else, which, I mean, mm. yeah. I don't necessarily think you're losing out on anything. But when you dream, yeah. like... Do you remember your dreams, first of all? And, like, can you see images and sceneries from your dreams? Um, It depends on the dream. Sometimes I can wake up and I remember a dream fully. But, like, I get – I have very vivid dreams. Like, oh, okay. dreams that where it feels like I'm there. Yeah. But, like, just, like, closing my eyes and thinking about something, like, I don't, it's black. I don't huh. see anything. It's really bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, dreaming and, like – whatever our visualization centers must be completely mm-hmm. different then right like well yeah like i was reading and like it says it it was like can't speak for everyone but i'm pretty sure most people can still dream that like have it it's mm-hmm. just <sighs> yeah <laughs> another a added to my list i have yeah. aphantasia asthma anxiety anemia <laughs> just a big loser (laughs) another a added to my list (laughs) oh i love that um wow that's very interesting um yeah by the way this actually kind of like brings it back how much of your identity like do you think identity can be um like sexuality or gender or like mental disorders or anything like that like how much of identity do you think is I guess it's different for everybody yeah I don't know definitely um yeah it's definitely different for everybody because some people will say I'm a person with anxiety and I'm like no I'm just an anxious person Mm -hmm. because it's like every second of the day I'm anxious it's Mm -hmm. pretty like overwhelming to who I am as a person (laughs) um but like I for those of you don't know I'm bi Mm -hmm. um and I it's not because I'm in a straight relationship it's not like a day-to-day thing that I really have to talk about or Mm -hmm. and I mean like I have pride in it and I'm happy to be a part of the community and stuff, but like, it's not, I don't have to face like the struggles really because Mm -hmm. I'm not walking down the street holding hands with a woman, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's not something that it's like something I think about, but it's not something that really like affects my identity personally Mm -hmm. because I'm currently like, in a hetero relationship Mm -hmm. so um yeah yeah i mean i like gender wise i'm still a lady so Mm -hmm. i don't really have uh, (laughs) an opinion on that but do you find that that affects your identity um i mean i don't know there's a part of me that's torn because I think that, like, when it comes to my individual identity, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when it comes to, like, a collective, I 
when it comes to my gender and sexuality per se like to the collective uh, to the lgbtq plus community i think that like there's a part of me that does have it tied into my collective identity because i am part of those communities and like i am proud of being part of those communities um but when it comes to my individual identity like i would say it's not as big of an impact like on my core values as a human being I'm gonna put it that way because like it has had a huge impact on my life and in the experiences that I have but um yeah no I would say like I am non-binary I am bisexual um but it's not who I am as a person if that yeah. makes sense no that um, makes perfect sense yeah because it, it, it's like once you have it figured out it's less of like and um like at one point it was like an identity struggle because it's like mm-hmm. who am i a lesbian or do i <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah that happened <laughs> so many times growing up i'm like yeah. i think i just like girls <laughs> yeah. yeah um and i'd see like a guy and i'm like hmm yeah maybe not but like yeah, yeah on a day-to-day since it's not so- since it's something you've already like figured out it's just like yeah i am but yeah it, like doesn't affect my values or my personality or anything like that yeah and i think that there's a part of me that's also like views it in a way that personally for me it's not that big of a deal yeah um and not because, like, I've been, like, fully accepted and it's just, like, cool with all my family and my friends and my coworkers and I'm just, like, an accepted person and nobody has ever had issues with me because of my gender identity or my sexuality. Um, that's not the case at all. But I've made a personal choice to take away the weight of those sentiments and those, um, like, my that, that part of who I am. And I'm just like, it's just who I am. It's literally not that big of a deal. Um, And if people want to make it a big deal, then, like, that's their own shit that they have to work through. But, like... Yeah. I don't know. Um, Because if I, like, put way too much weight and focus, like, this, again, is just for me personally in my experience, like, it really does... um, It does start to eat away at me in a way where, like, I'm like, well, why why is my family still like kind of homophobic because they have a bisexual kid like they shouldn't be and I'm like that's their own shit like I once again it's not a big deal like that's their own journey that they're going through of like learning and acceptance and stuff like that um and it doesn't change who I am or how I see myself and I shouldn't let it um but I think one thing that I've realized is that when it comes to my gender identity um, and being non-binary, like, I use she, they pronouns. And I'm still trying to, like, sort this out. I haven't completely figured it out, like, whether I'm non-binary or gender fluid or, like, what, I, like, I really, <laughs> I don't know. I have to, like, read more queer theory or something because I'm like, well, I don't know what I am and I don't like being told who I am and maybe that's just the issue to begin with because um I could be literally anything but I have started to come to realize that like it really does bother me when like people refer to me as like a girl and like put patriarchal standards on my performance of femininity and blah 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 
you know, yeah. like it really gets under my skin. Um, and it really hurts me in a way that like is hard to kind of like describe because, yeah. um, so yeah, maybe, maybe my, I would say maybe my gender identity is more wrapped up in my identity as a human being, um, because mm-hmm. it still is having a huge impact on me and it is still something that mm-hmm. I'm trying to unpack and like go on this journey of being like how much of who I am as a person has been constructed for the male gaze and um, my idea of my femininity versus my masculinity and how like my gender identity isn't tied up in that but also is for me in a specific way Um, because I don't know I've had queer people tell me being like well gender expression and gender identity are like completely different things and they're not they're not related at all and I was like well well, yes, and also, like, no, because I think my gender mm-hmm. identity and, like, my discovery and my journey has come out of me not wanting to perform femininity in a specific way. Yeah. Um, and I can't just, like, disregard that and invalidate that experience as, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, like, so, yes, it's my point is it's very tied up in who I am, and it's a journey yeah. that I'm going on. And, like, um definitely like one of my core values is being able to kind of forge my own path in being whatever the fuck I want to be <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah I don't know it's we should uh, definitely do an episode on gender and sexuality and stuff yeah. um because I'm very interested in hearing more about uh your journey if you're yeah. comfortable talking about it and yeah, I like I again I'm since I came out the womb I was like <laughs> I have a crush on everyone so that <laughs> yeah. part of me was pretty easy to figure out yeah and uh gender is not something I've very really thought about mm-hmm. um and I I don't know if I'm just don't want to or I'm just lucky enough to just be solid and Mm-hmm. my skin like just the yep. way i am you know yeah for um, sure yeah i don't know <laughs> no. <laughs> that'll be a very interesting episode and i am very excited to talk about it mm-hmm. um, i just like listening to abby talk <laughs> that's why i'm here <laughs> i like listening to you talk Brittany. you I mean ramble it. nervously <laughs> you're so funny though <laughs> thanks you the are. first chunk of this episode was just me freaking out. <laughs> I don't know if you guys will see all of that. They don't have to know the, that. No, no, with no. With Abby's okay. wizardry and editing. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, mosquito. <laughs> I have a mosquito bite. That's so. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Any closing thoughts? Ooh. I don't know. I guess, like, not that I am in a place to give sound advice because this is still something, like, the thing that, this is this shouldn't be a worry, but I, I feel like it should just be a disclaimer, is that neither I nor Brittany have it all figured out, like, to any extent. Fucking um, clearly. <laughs> we, yeah, we have literally no authority over um, these subjects, and... 
it's the goal is to just kind of share our thoughts and where we're at. And I think that like one of my big flaws is I say things with so much certainty and I sound like I like, oh, I'm there. I know exactly what I'm talking about and like I know exactly what I mean. But the truth is in like two to six months that will entirely change and I'll be a different person and like have different thoughts on things. But I think that from where I'm at right now, I can hopefully encourage people to kind of like strip away their their view of themselves through the lens of capitalism and their view of themselves through the lens of the patriarchy and this can be men women non-binary people like trans people like literally anybody can do this where Mm -hmm. you just take away those lenses of society and who are you after all of that is gone and try to like sort out maybe like some core values and it doesn't have to be something that happens all at once I feel like when I kind of get an idea in my head I spend probably the next like two weeks to like three months thinking about it obsessively which is just a product of who I am as a person and like I don't know I think that I think that there's a lot of value especially in these times to make sure that you like what's there um, afterwards and that you at least can start you can have some direction on like where where to start looking or like just pick out things that you really like about yourself like outside of all of that I think that's like really important Um, and yeah eventually you'll be able to get to a point I think where like you'll be a lot more certain about the people you want in your life and the things that you want to do um, outside of those two scopes because I think a large part of our individual identity is tied up in them um, for everybody. And to try and deconstruct that is difficult and you might be met at the end of it with a lot of dissatisfaction with where your life is at. But like, then that just kind of gives you an idea of what you can do to like change it in any way that is available to you sorry that was once again a lot but (laughs) pardon (laughs) it cut out a little bit okay it's all right it's okay yeah at the very at the very least like we're not coming to you with the answers to life but at the very least like just being able to talk about it Talk about things maybe you're not really thinking about or that you just don't know how to word. (laughs) It's funny coming from me. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just want this to be a a community and I want us to, I want to be your guys' friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd like to end this episode by um, each of us saying one thing we like about ourselves as like a person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so okay abby <laughs> um oh no you froze oh, okay i'll wait until i'm unfrozen to say my thing okay say your thing okay i really like that i see i give everybody the benefit of the doubt um but often i'm always right about people on the first go around I say I'm pretty intuitive and I like that about myself. (laughs) Nice. Um, 
I would say that I I I think I'm kind. I think I'm I I I've just never I treat everyone the same. And I think mm-hmm. that's my best quality is mm-hmm. I it doesn't matter who you are or what your status is. It's like I try to speak to everyone in the same manner and um I like that about myself. <laughs> that is very awesome. Kind people are important. And I'm really starting to realize that because I generally get an idea of what people are like, I can tell who the kind-hearted ones are, and I need to focus more on those people instead of... <laughs> She's like, and it's not you. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> I just thought where you were going with it. I was like, damn. Shit. Brittany's a liar. <laughs> Been a liar. Um... No, but um, kind people are extremely important, and I love them so much, and I need to stop trying to impress the ones who aren't. Who are not kind. Yeah. Yeah. Leave them alone. Let them uh, fester in their (laughs) bitterness. Exactly. Uh, Anyways, I'm sweating bullets. Yeah. Um, I need to poop again. Thank you for joining us on episode 10 of the podcast. Sorry, did I cut you off? Your audio just cut out again. (laughs) I just said I needed to poop again. <laughs> that was fine. Okay, guys. Okay. It's Abby's second poop of the day. We've got to get out of here. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, yes, shout out to Doug Hoyer for our intro and outro music. We love it. Uh, yes. Shout out to Mal for our graphic. Ooh. And um, please reach out to us on social media. Um, yes. I'm on Twitter all the time. Even if you just want to chat, I'm there. Yes. yes. Uh, we have TikTok, Instagram, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, y'all. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.